Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Yeah, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers. Two, one, new podcast. Welcome to the Deep Dive, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Andy. Tampa we, Bay, Tampa Bay. We are in a world where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your prohibitive favorites to win the NFC. And I got to tell you something. Doesn't really feel right to me. Doesn't really feel right to me whatsoever. And there are a couple reasons why. And we can look back at all of the things that happened last year, this offseason, and then so far this preseason, and bring up some of the key... Uh, questions that I think Tampa Bay really, really has to answer before I will put them in the rarefied air where they should be prohibitive favorites to win uh, a conference in the National Football League. Now, the odds would tell you Tom Brady is due to make a a Super Bowl. Uh, He makes a Super Bowl about every other year, and he didn't make one last year, so he is due to go back this year. Um, But uh, 2021 was a year that I thought Tampa Bay, frankly, underachieved. And some of it was because of, you know, lackluster effort on any given day. And some of it was because of injuries towards the end of the season, really not their fault. Um, But ultimately, I don't think Tampa would reflect on 2021 as uh, a successful year, even though they went 13 and four and won a playoff game. And the reason I say that is because they brought the entire band back, every single contributing factor from their Super Bowl yeah. team where they were clearly the best in the NFL. And they had an absolute cake schedule last year in a division that had no real threats. And the one team that does pick your pocket lost their quarterback in the game you played them. And you got to face a, you got to face a backup twice when you faced the Saints. And yet you still, still lost to them both. You still lost to them both times. And yet you... You didn't, you know, realize your your potential in the playoffs. Um, got a you got a phenomenal comeback even in your playoff loss uh, against the Rams by Tom Brady and company. Couldn't close the door. Um, and I, you know, frankly, I expected more out of this team last year. I thought they were a solid bet preseason to win the Super Bowl. I thought Tom Brady was a solid bet to win MVP, uh, and I thought the schedule afforded them an opportunity to to really just. Uh, distinguished themselves and they never really did. They never clicked the same way they did down the home stretch in 2020. Um, and I can't really put, I can kind of point to some reasons why. Obviously, they didn't have great injury luck, um, but their schedule was weird because they had, they lost a couple of games they should have been competitive in. Um, most most oh, of the Saints. We got, yeah, go ahead. There's we're having we're having tech issues here. Oh too. sure. Uh something's wrong with the we're YouTube we're getting old messages coming through. Looks like we got a message coming in from 2014. Johnny C says, Is there any chance this is the year Brady falls off? <laughs> Like I just I just I we can we've said it for like a decade. I don't know, maybe. We're like, gonna get there. It has to happen. We we will get to Tom Brady, but like, yeah, doesn't it just feel like 
we've we've tried to make that we've tried to make that <laughs> thing for like a damn decade. I just can't. Well, can't he did fathom it ever happened. His last he did, year, he did, he, he yeah, his last year in New England was awful. Um, yeah, but he bounced. Um, he bounced back. Yeah, that that I think the biggest surprising thing was just like, hey, I'm in Tampa now, and like, oh, it it just worked. Like you worked, and granted, yes. The year that they won the Super Bowl, that was a crazy talented team, both sides of the ball, great line, lots of good receivers. And yeah, it was surprising that last year they didn't just kind of keep it running, but injury luck sometimes will get you. And it was still a good team. It was still a team that made the playoffs. Still a team and, that lost to the Washington football team. Yeah. And got and shut you know out what, against You know what guys. I didn't realize that we didn't say? Um, Matt Rule. Longest tenured head coach in the division. Not for long, but all three other teams um, have hired coaches since. Like the Arthur Smith is Arthur Smith will soon be the longest tenured head coach in the division. Wow! 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 It's a lot of turnover. A lot, and granted, it's funny too that two teams that were very good had turnover. One was just you know. Uh, Drew Brees, I almost said Drew Brees. Uh, Peyton, it was just eventually time to retire. And Aries, 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 too. I mean, he had his second retirement, he had that health scare. And I did read some stuff on that with the whole Tom Brady maybe not coming back saga. There were two different reports saying that the reason he didn't step down because was because he thought Tom Brady wasn't coming back and he didn't want to saddle bowls with, Hey, it's your mess. Now enjoy this with whatever quarterback, okay. which I'll, I guess I'll, like I'll, I can I'll buy it. it. Buy I buy it. it. And he stayed with the organization. I didn't understand. I get the bowls thing. Like I think bowls is fine. I think he's going to be uh, doing a better job than his first stint. I'd probably say that with Dennis Allen too, but uh, just because those first stints were with horrible teams, and I don't think, you know, that could have been in worse situations, honestly. But yeah, the left witch thing, I was surprised that he didn't get a job elsewhere. And then also just, I wonder if they'd like kind of promise Bulls the job, assuming left witch was going to be the Jacksonville coach or something after the, this season, last season anyway. So Kind of a weird spot, but obviously, I think well, he'll he'll be he'll be in the round of hirings again. He'll be getting get some interviews. Yeah, I don't think it was entirely that thought through. I think Bowles was probably the right decision in a lot of respects because this was a team still primed to win now, and I don't think you yeah. bring in a guy as a very first time head coach under those conditions. I think you bring in a guy who's at least been through the ringer once as as a coach. Um, yeah, as you it's mentioned, fair. it wasn't he does a have a little bit of. Endeavor, he brings up uh, the left witch windup. Yeah, that started at like his ankles. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's fair. Like Bowles, and again, anyone who remembers the Todd Bowles experience, like that was a horrid team. It just had a complete. It reminds me of the current roster they have up there. But it's hard to win with teams like that. It's hard to look good. He wasn't on the same page with uh, management. He had some bad quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. this is a dream scenario for a coach to take over. Honestly, Dennis Allen too. Like, oh, we have a bunch of good players because normally when a, when you have a new coach, it's like Jacksonville or something, or and even they have a you know a stud young quarterback. Hopefully, but a lot of times you take over a bad team because somebody got shit canned. Like, Todd Bowles is in a good spot. This is his spot to make his 
a little bit of legacy, win a couple, win a couple games, win some playoff games, a couple years, and you're kind of set for life. Even after if this gig doesn't work out in the long run, you're going to get another shot then. So I'm, uh, I'm hopeful for him. I liked what he did with uh, his side of the ball the last couple of years. And it's it, it, again, Bruce Arians is still in the building. Yeah. He's still essentially you switch coaches, but for a team that switch coaches, you still have a massive amount of continuity. Sure. And basically the, the big three are all still in the building. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I, well, we can cover the coaching switch, but I don't know that you lost anything with Bruce. Arians. No, I, I, I think it's, I, I don't mean, think the it, show was goes on. it was, it was a net. Full, uh, is a negligible, negligible loss. Um, I want to reflect a little more on 2021, though. This team could not. This was this team was a bad bet on, frankly. Um, they barely won a bunch of games that they could have, should have, would have lost, including Week One against Dallas, including Week Four against the Patriots. You remember that game? Yeah. Patriots game. They won 1917. Uh, they were basically they were playing with fire. Um, they let. They let Philly back in the game week six, uh, ended up kneeling on the goal line there and not covering. Um, the covers they had in the first half of the season were against Chicago, Miami, and Atlanta. Um, otherwise, they were I think they were three and seven against the spread to start out. And then they started putting together some winning football, um, beat the hell out of the Giants, uh, covered against the uh, Colts. Although another game that I think if you rewatch that, that was a very close call. They probably should have lost. Um, Buffalo, they got the win and the cover. Another game that they absolutely had no business covering. That was a three and a half point spread, and they scored a touchdown in overtime. Um, still very, very, very upset about that. Um, and then, overtime yeah, touchdowns are overtime either, touchdowns the worst. Either I've never felt good about winning a game on one where it's like, I don't know if I deserve that, but losing on that hurts, Oof. hurts so bad. You know what's funny? Uh, I think because of the overtime rules, and this is a total sidebar, did uh, you know that six was the second most common margin of victory last season? It beat seven. Three was still first by a mile. Oh, yeah, three, six, three was, is six was the second most, uh, second most common margin of victory in 2021. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's, I think there's valuable lesson there in teasing but we'll leave that for another day. Um, the, uh, the the Bucks finally put together a little bit of momentum late. They covered convincingly against Philadelphia uh, in, the, uh, in the playoff round one, but then they lost um, by three at the end of at the, at, as time expired. However, that was a one-sided game. That was Rams, Rams, Rams all the way. And that was two times the Rams basically fed you your lunch in 2021 uh and i guess that was, was a, that was one of those two where it's like how are the rams gonna lose it like i i've i had the uh, what's that the creeping dread that whole game like the, i just really thought the rams were gonna lose that game they acted like they wanted to yeah they, um, they looked like they were gonna try to at times yeah but uh, but, but yeah the f- major f- takeaway though was you don't match up great against the Rams. <laughs> and uh, you guess what, Andy? You know who brought it back this year? The Rams. The <laughs> so Rams. what exactly is going to change from last year to this year? You know who's on you... Tampa's schedule in the middle of the season? Is, is it the Rams? The Rams. <laughs> yeah, you played them and lost twice to them last year. 
You keep you can't figure out the Saints. You can't figure out the Rams. How in the hell are you winning the NFC? How is this happening? Um, like you, like like it. Literally, your path. It you have to go through Aaron Rodgers and maybe a couple of first time quarterbacks in the playoffs. Like that's maybe your only path to getting to a Super Bowl, which is not something that I want to install you as the conference favorite if that's your you know the reality we live in. And I think I don't think it was fluky that they lost to the Rams twice. This defense matches up poorly against the Rams because of Todd Bowles' identity. Todd Bowles has one speed on his fastball, the way he play, the way he runs his defense. They are aggressive. He leaves his cornerbacks on an island. And if your cornerbacks can't match up with their skill position players and their quarterback has intestinal fortitude to stand in the pocket and wait for his guy to come uncovered, even when the pressure is coming on, then you're going to get carved. And that's what happened both times they played the Rams. Stafford carved these guys and anyone that has Tampa on their schedule this year and now knows that Todd Bowles system is remains intact and is going to come at them the same way should be prepared for that this year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there are more instances of teams like really giving it to these guys. Um, And there's a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of good offenses on this schedule, man, a lot. Um, So it's a, it's going to be, challenging i think for the buccaneers to find as much success and i think we saw a lot of signal in 2021 that there are some cracks in this foundation there's really yeah there's really no in between like they are not playing the middle class of quarterbacks at all like again we'll get to the schedule eventually but it it goes it goes and i'm putting Jameis up there i don't give a fuck they're dak Jameis, rogers and then uh, KC right in a row. And then you get to play Atlanta and Pittsburgh and Carolina. But then you have Lamar and the Rams. Stafford. And then again, Seattle and the bye, which are about the same. And then Cleveland, <laughs> Cle- Cleveland, we don't know. Not sure on Cleveland yet. But then you play Jameis again. You play um, our yeah, guy Lance. Trey Lance yeah. after he's had 13 weeks to get his feet under him. And then you play Joe Burrow. And then maybe Kyler is your your true middle ground. At that point, who knows if Kyler's even playing if he hasn't done his homework? Because then you go Arizona, Carolina, Atlanta to end the season. So it's a it's a very roller coaster season as far as the quarterbacks you're playing. But the highs are high and the lows are low. Yeah, and yeah. If 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 teams have figured out, you don't always talk about Kansas City. Like teams have figured out the blueprint. If teams <laughs> have figured out the blueprint, I mean, you can figure out the blueprint to beat a good defense. And if that's something that's going to come to fruition, like, hey, not only just good quarterbacks, but good coaches. Like Green Bay, LaFleur and Rogers, Kansas City, Andy and Pat. Like you have some you have some scary matchups. Harbaugh and Lamar. Like if they're smart and they see how this works, like those good teams, yeah, you're favored against those teams, but yeah, those are closer to coin flips if your defense is a bit neutered at that point. So I don't know. We'll we'll get to that. I kind of want to start at the top. We put Teflon Tom on here. Like where do you want to explain where we at where we were at with him like what four days ago when he was not showing well up practice? that uh, sure. was fun for like well, I, I, an yes. hour the tom brady we could spend way too much time on this but there's yeah. a couple of things that i want to kind of dive into we do i think a decent job of kind of calling a spade a spade and talking turkey on this podcast we're not uh we're not beholden to um you know special interests or favoritism or access journalism in any way um and i will caveat all of this conversation with brady has made me more money in my life than any other quarterback and it's not close 
uh, I, I, you know, I will forever remember his time in, in, uh, in New in New England as, uh, yeah, you know, some of my, I can name yeah, so, some of my all time favorite moments betting on the Patriots and those Super Bowls were just, you know, formative. Um, he should have been the MVP last year, frankly. Uh, you know, I thought he was more valuable to his team than Rogers was. Um, but how in the fuck is he doing this? at age 40 whatever and what and like where like no scrutiny at all no one asking tough questions about how this is possible no one like everyone kind of winks and nods and uh you know kind of makes snide jokes about the per you know the personal you know health guru and whatever has gotten him to this point but like i, I mean there's something else going on frankly and you know, I'm surprised that no one has been able to get anything to stick other than Balco. Femi says Balco. Remember Balco? Yeah, it was weird when Bal. Remember when Balco was really the Bay Area Bay Area Olsen? Lab Company. Yeah, the, and the, and the Raiders had an average age of like 38 on the roster and went to the Super Bowl. Anyway. Sure, uh, it was sure. crazy how how that coincided, but no. Um, yeah, like but even everyone, Peyton Manning. Wants Peyton Manning got Rogers. scrutiny for HGH at the end of his career. I oh, mean, I guess they kind of gave him his wife needed it for. Uh, yeah. But like, I am not saying that the, I don't. I'm not enjoying. No, he's cheating. Him. Like I don't, and I don't give a shit. Like I love. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I I still celebrate the Lance Armstrong wins for America. I love cheating. Okay. Like if you're not cheating, okay. you're not trying. And he's just okay. better at it. Like he's a million years old and he's playing better than a lot of these young players. Really, his only real bad injury was just like it doesn't matter how much HGH you take. If somebody hits sure. your leg like that, it's gonna fucking it's come apart. Yeah, right. And uh like such is life, but really like I don't know, blood magic. Everyone gives Rogers shit for dating a witch. Uh, Brady's doing something like some sort of weird devil deal, but I mean, he's whatever he's whatever he's putting in his body is not only better than what other people are doing, it's better than whatever they're testing for. And yeah. congrats to him. I don't give a shit. It's crazy that he's okay. 45 and he still looks like this. He looks, he's gorgeous. His skin looks so soft still. <laughs> he just looks great. He's like, he's like Paul Rudd if he played football. It's wild, yeah. but um, it might be a little tougher this year because, you know, he had great systems and great coaching and great players around him in, in New Orleans. New Orleans, now you've accepted me. New England for all those years. And, I mean, the last couple of years, it's been a good offensive line with, I don't even think good is a, an understatement. Great, elite wide receiver and tight end talent around him. And it's going to probably take a little bit of a step back this year. And that's, um, you know, we joked about – we joked about the, you know, the guy, is this the year that he takes a step back? As likely as it's ever been, if there's going to be offensive line injuries yes, and the wide receiver room is going to start to show a few cracks. So uh, Antonio Brown didn't play in that playoff game. I'm trying to figure out if he got No, he took his shirt off in the I, I, game. Yeah. I remember it was like the two weeks before the end of the season. He just went yeah. crazy. The game that they could not cover a 13 and a half point spread against Zach Wilson and company. That was that game. I got a bonk for that. Uh, I suppose yeah, I deserved yeah. it. Yeah, I um, and yeah, the, um, he missed several injuries on the offensive line. One turned out to be just cramping, which was, Jesus, he'd been on your third string center like that before he was playing. A I got a hot take game. for you. I got a hot take for you. They'd be better off because then they'd be forced to go get a guy. 
that's fair that's a good point i don't hate that um but no the the um the likelihood that there is some regression for brady this year even if it's not big enough for you to really change your opinion of him is high in my opinion and i can give you a quantitative reason and a qualitative reason for that which one do you want i want both i want both which which do you want first start with quantitative the quantitative reason is that he's playing more difficult pass defenses this year he's playing more difficult pass defenses this year and he is now going to have to go through uh, a season following a big adjustment that they made last year. Last year, his pass, his frequency of passing was way, way, way high. He was throwing more than anyone else in the NFL. And now, with a full offseason for defensive coordinators to evaluate eat that tape, there will be a lot of defensive coordinators on his schedule that have specific adjustments to counter the, uh, you know, the passing offense that the Bucks ran last year. On top of the fact that he is missing Gronk as a target. Godwin is coming off of ACL and will be back whenever he's back. Julio Jones is a corpse. Mike Evans has hamstrings made of tissue paper. And, uh, you know, the depth is a bunch of question mark guys. Um, so, yeah, for passing game, likely to quantitatively be less, uh, less excellent this year. Um, qualitatively, this is a guy yeah. that retired from football. He walked away from the game. Like, are we sure his heart is in it? I just think he hates his family. (laughs) It's the opposite of Sean Payton, who has two families. Brady barely wants one. He does have Brady does have two families, by the way. He's got a kid with uh, Bridget Moynihan. I forgot uh, about with Giselle. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's Jet. It's a Jets out there. He's probably coming up through the ranks. I I do wonder what. What drove all this? Although this has happened with some of these megalomaniacs like the Brett Favre's of the world before, where it's just they realize like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. Like before they even <laughs> stop, before they even have to watch their team play without him, they're like, this is not what I wanted. I want to play. I need to play. Like, the, the, the did you dr- see? Did you see that comment from Tim Strickland? What a Tom versus <laughs> Family Time. <laughs> That's very good. So that's that's pretty, very good. Ta, I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not. I don't catch all the comments. Does, I'm not sure I've not ever want. seen Tim Strickland make a comment before. Tim Strickland. That yeah. was his. He does, that was his does first one. Want, Tom does not want family time. No. Um, but no, funny. like qualitatively, like, how, like how much is his heart still in this? He's really ready it's to fair. go grind a 17 game season right now. Like things start out rocky. If you know, if he's under pressure, if he's under duress because the interior of all his, his offensive line doesn't have. Ali Marpet doesn't have, uh, you know, Ryan Jensen available. Like, yeah, I can see him having a tough time being as committed mentally to the 2022 campaign as he was last year. Certainly at more so than he was in 2020 when he had a very significant FU Bill Belichick message he wanted to send. Right? Dan is just cranking out the, you know, those quote things. That yeah. he makes for us, he's cranking yeah. out ones. Me saying, talking about Tom Brady's skin. <laughs> I need to turn my phone off now too. I specifically mute Slack for this reason. He's hit me on the Twitter DMs now. He's got he's oh, got my funny. number, but uh, yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, somebody brings up he didn't look just torn up when he lost in the postseason. 
He yeah. had the weird retirement. He bounced back. I don't know. I'm not sure where his heart's at. I don't think you're going to get a Tom Brady who doesn't care playing, though. If he plays, if he feels like he doesn't care, I don't think he'll play. I don't think he would play if he didn't. I think you get 100% okay. Tom Brady all the time. Okay. Um, it'll just be interesting to see if, I mean, there has to be, you know, you can joke like he was undefeated against Father Time. Like, there's a number, like, I don't know if it's 50 or what, <laughs> but like, eventually it's like he's just too old. Like, uh, you know, like, it's like when you finally beat your dad at basketball. It's like, all right, now you're old, old man. Yeah. But, is I mean, he, there, is he putting, here's the, here's the key question though. He'll give you everything on game day. I'm not questioning that. Yeah. I want to know, is he putting in the time behind the scenes to develop up his starting wide receiver core potentially for week two in Tyler Johnson, Rashad Perryman, and Scotty Miller, right? Like, is he working with the guys who he's going to have to ultimately get it done with, which is going to feel an awful lot like 2019 New England Patriots, frankly. If there's no Godwin, Russell Gage, did Russell Gage get hurt hurt today or was that no big deal? It looks like maybe a hammy. Oh, Christ. So both Evans and Gage have hammies and Godwin is coming off of uh, multiple ligaments. Okay. Um, ligaments. So, yeah, best of luck to Tom Brady. And, I, you know, I mean, I really like. I, and that's the thing, like, as much as I hate the Patriots, and everything about that organization. Again, I respected their cheating. I love cheating. Um, I don't like see. I mean, I hate seeing. Again, I just keep going to like the old, old day. But yeah, it, it's like seeing something that you used to love or something great, just not good anymore. I'm trying to think of the, the analogy I used oh, to use yeah. for this. But like, I don't want to see Tom Brady go out and like go out in a whimper. I, yeah, I, he doesn't like have to Kobe, win the Super Kobe Bowl. In the end of the Kobe Bryant era was rough. Go this would this doesn't have yeah, or like somebody brought up but... MJ on the Wizards. Like nobody yeah. wanted to see that. Yeah, like uh, you know, that yeah. Randy Moss playing for like the Titans, like shit like that is that no one wants that. Yeah, so I don't yeah. I don't want that. I, I if he if he, that's what he's gonna get, I hope he just quits. But. Yeah, that, the biggest question mark outside of all the injuries is like, yeah, is he going to be putting in the work to make this offense really hum like he has for many, many years? And that brings us to the where is the floor? Like, what if the offensive line takes a big step back and the receivers like Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson are good? Like, we've seen it. They're not bad wide receivers. They just might not be peak Antonio Brown. <laughs> and, I mean, even Gronk uh, contributing what he did and uh, healthy Godwin, like they aren't there. Uh, they could be. Tyler Johnson was a madman up at the U. I watched a bunch of him playing for the Gophers, but I don't know where his ceiling is. Like if those guys don't have very high ceilings and the offensive line plays a little down and the offenses are starting to figure out this defense – and the games are, you know, they're, yeah. they're not, Brady's not able to just coast through some of these easy games. He has to be in comeback mode a little more. Like, I don't know how low is the floor for this team because they're favored in damn near every game. But again, like I mentioned, all these games against good quarterbacks, Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City, um, the Rams, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Arizona, all those games are within a field goal. Sure. 
and then Baltimore three and a half. Like they have a lot of games where if this team is 10% worse than where the market ranks them, all of a sudden they have eight coin flip games. And if they're 20% worse than where the market ranks them, it's like this team isn't hitting five for 500 all of a sudden from essentially an NFC favorite. There's, there's a quick floor based on the schedule. They have a bunch of walkovers. Like you are going to get to play Seattle at home. You get to play Atlanta. I mean, that's a double-digit spread right there, although they proved even a bad New Orleans team sometimes they have trouble with. So it's, the, the, floor is, the floor is a hard swing if, if things don't go to plan this year. Yeah, and I think I need to maybe recalibrate or reframe the team solving the defense. There are a couple of teams that have the completeness in place and the quarterback who is capable of doing what Stafford did in terms of delivering under pressure and carving up this defense. But they're rare. Like that's that's like an elite offense is capable of doing that, right? And so I don't know that really I'm worried about the defense being uh, out of the top 10. Like this, the, the personnel on this defense is elite and a healthy secondary this year uh, solves a lot of those problems. And I think fundamentally the market is expecting this to be closer to league average defense, which I completely disagree with. And they're expecting this offense to be elite, which I have huge questions about. And so I think we're looking at like a flip flop in terms of exactly how the bucks win games if, and when they do win them. Right. They're going to struggle in my mind. I don't don't hate that. I think they're going to struggle to defeat good teams with good offenses, good quarterbacks. And I think that they are going to shut down, shut out teams with questionable quarterbacks. Like Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Carolina, that stretch right there. I'm thinking like combined nine points. Right? Like this defense is going to wreck those guys. Wreck them. If your offensive line has question marks, if your quarterback is a little squirrely when he's under pressure, forget about it. You're screwed. You're cooked. You have no shot. Right? And there are one, I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those games on their schedule. So seven is their floor if they lose every other coin flip to an elite offense. And realistically, they'll win three or four of those. So they're probably a 10-win team as the floor. Unless Brady walks away from them, in which case the floor is a lot lower. The floor is lava. Any chance in your mind that Brady doesn't end up playing this season? He re-retires? Yeah. No, I, I put it at 15 20%. I agree. Like he put all, he he sowed a lot of doubt in my mind that, <laughs> and again he's kind of a dick. Like he would retire in the priest. Like if his heart's not in it, I he's like I've I've played in the league for a long time. I don't know anybody's shit. I don't think he because in his retirement speech where he didn't even like thank the Patriots or whatever. You know he's he's kind of a dickhead. Like, oh yeah, I, I think he he would for sure just be like, I'm. I'm sitting here in week three of the preseason and I'm thinking, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And he would just leave this team in a fucking lurch. I don't think that's beyond him. Again, I'm, I'm not saying he's a, yeah, I am saying he's a bad person. He probably is a little bit of a bad <laughs> person. I think some of the greatest athletes great ever skin, to play though. this. Yeah, oh my God. 
like velvet, I'm guessing. But I think some of the greatest athletes ever have been kind of shitty people. I think that's just part of the makeup you need because you have to be such a competitor. You can't give a shit about anybody who's trying to oppose you. Like Michael Jordan's a bad person. That that guy's kind of a fucker. And uh, still one of the best players of all time. LeBron for sure is a bad person. Look at his takes on China. But, uh, (laughs) It's oh like Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. This podcast uh, yeah, he, is gonna get gonna get surprisingly scrubbed. We're accusing Tom Brady of aviation and 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 poking the bear, the, the poo yeah. bear. Oh, like yeah, Tom Tom Brady for sure would leave this team in a lurch. I don't see that not you know not being a possibility. <laughs> so then the ceiling gets a little lower and the floor drops to like six wins. Okay, so here's the thing about the defense because OJ Simpson, is, great running back. The pers- the personnel in this defense has not been covered much in the preseason at all because all of the focus has been injuries to the offense and um, you know Tom Brady coming back blah 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 blah. The defense is the this is the best group of players of any defense in the NFL by my measurement. It is very 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 solid. Very you- very 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 good. Now, whether you they hit play on, again, another Minnesota gopher, you hit on a, a nice young safety. If you can get defensive play, like that's how, that's how New Orleans did this. It's easy to go. It's the lazy man's way to go get a really good defensive end and trade a lot mm-hmm. of draft capital and get, Hey, guess what? We got Khalil Mack. We traded a bunch for him, but like New Orleans became a good defense because a bunch of the pieces they were able to just get out of the draft and get it cheap. And that's what happens. And that is, I mean, parts of these parts of this defense, you were just able to get on the cheap like that. But yeah, I mean, even Murphy bunting kind of took some steps forward at times. Yeah, Vita Vea is an elite guy up, up the middle. Devin White, Akeem Hicks, Jamal Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr. Just, just, and they have depth. The I mean, the, the depth of just the, the, when you know a bunch of the names that are in the depth part of it, like that's yeah. that speaks to like what you can do. Yeah. From a, a rotational standpoint, or you're even, you know, depth at the secondary means your your dive defense is elite. Yeah. Depth, depth at the pass rush or linebacker means you can rotate guys through. You can have fresh guys on third down. Like this defense is legit, legit, legit. Both yeah. of these defenses today need a bunch of injuries to not be top 10. I agree with that. Um, you lose in Dominican Sue. Now ah, let's just go get a Keem Hicks. Yeah, like, that might be an upgrade. Right, <laughs> an upgrade. Like that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Vita Vea, bona fide star, up and coming. Um, I think he was my most valuable. Yeah, he was. He was the most valuable defender for them last year by my numbers. Shaq you're playing eleven on ten when he when he's taking blocks. He's yep. just he's yep. a massive human. Yep, Levante David and. Um, and Devin White are like super complimentary. And actually, like there's two kind of philosophical ideas about defense in today's NFL that I believe in. One of them is that it's a weak link system, right? Like if you have an exposed link, that's where teams will pick on you and it ultimately lowers your floor as far as how good the defense can be, right? And the other is that you have a network effect or a you know kind of a, a compounding 
positive by putting really good guys next to really good guys, right? Like when I think of Akeem Hicks and his greatest asset for the Chicago Bears over the years, it was literally keeping two hats off Khalil Mack. Like the minute that Hicks wasn't there and you didn't have to account for him with, you know, multiple or at least, uh, you know, at least one and a half assignments, then Khalil Mack uh, wasn't as effective because you could put two hats on him, right? And so there's is like a it's a it's a complete defense which makes them so scary, particularly from a pass. Uh, this and this know, is a good, read this last comment from Johnny C. Yeah, the this team guy doesn't should, need. Should be coaching the defense. The team, right, which is ultimately the classical criticism of Todd Bowles. Yeah, like, this, and we, you we should didn't even read it out loud if you're listening on the podcast. The team Johnny does C. not need to blitz as much as they do. And realistically, if Todd Bowles brings that mentality into a game against the Rams and against a quarterback like Stafford, who thrives against the Blitz, then you have a very different outcome, Andy. You do. Don't put your don't put Sean Murphy bunting one on one against Cooper Cup. Don't do it. You don't have to. <laughs> you really don't. And I, you know it's 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 weird that I kind of would put Todd Bowles and Les Frazier in a similar kind of category of brilliant defensive minds but complete inability to adjust in game to yeah. what's happening and, but and that's like the way i said, feel it's, about these it's guys. an elite defense but if there is a weakness it's probably your one-on-one -on -one cover corners and todd bowl's game plan is to test them by bringing <laughs> extra guys and making them cover one-on-one, -on -one, making them cover in space, making them play more man. And that's not what you should be doing. You can get pressure without bringing that many guys. So that'll be interesting. And I think maybe whenever we dog on somebody like this for a, a tendency, I think maybe that's a good thing to watch for because man, I'd say eight out of 10 coaches, they just never change. Like, but there are, maybe that's high, seven. There are people who make adjustments. Those are the guys that are long for this league, that coach for many, many years and coach to success. Like, if you suddenly see a change in that sort of tendency where they're not blitzing as much, they're getting help, they're using, you know, uh, you know an extra defensive back and it's not for bringing a blitz. If they're using an extra linebacker to help with some coverage and some, you know, some zone schemes like that's that's a sign that this defense is probably going to play better than it did over the past two years and that's a buy signal for this team again if tom brady retires in week three maybe that fucking doesn't matter but um that's that's whenever you you know we we shit on a team or a coach for a bad tendency like that and you start to see it go away it's probably a buy signal because they finally I realize they're fucking that up. strongly. I agree with that strongly. Not that I'm saying, like, put your probability on that actually happening, though. It's still low. Oh, is but this... it's not. But it's not zero. It's I mean, it's like twenty five percent. It's it's and it's uh, never wholesale. It's never like you oh, know what? stop blitzing altogether. You know what? The here's 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 my take on this, Andy. It's really really rare in season for someone to pivot. The Bucks did it offensively. Two years ago, yeah. but it was because Brady made them right. The Bucks, but and but where you do see a kind of a reinvention philosophically a lot of times is over and off. When season. you have a whole off season to do, when it. you have an whole off season to do it. So and yeah, so, that's that's a good yeah. point. If you see yeah. it, it'll be right away usually. Yeah, if the Tampa Bay defense, because the Tampa Bay defense played Dak Prescott poorly, I thought 
last year in the opener. And they made that game harder on themselves than they had to, the way that they played him. Uh, and if they, it looks different this year, then uh, I will uh, I'll start to change my tune, I guess. Um, although Dallas's offense looks very different, so body body. So um, all right, should we look? Let's look at this schedule. Let's look at this schedule. They were not underdogs. Mm. Um, again, they they're another team. All the teams have Cleveland on the board. Mm. This is at at Cleveland in damn near December for a warm weather team. So, Andy, uh, you we gotta start at the top. Yeah, no that that's a Sunday night football. It's not an easy start to the season. Two straight made, road games uh, against two good offenses. I made my first full size bet of this regular season this week. On that, do tell. Under 53 points. Absolutely absurd number. This Tampa Bay defense, this, the quality that they are bringing into that matchup against the Dallas offense that has taken a step backwards, combined with Tampa Bay and all of their injured pieces and their O-line, uh, you know, figuring it out on the fly against the pass rush that Dallas brings to the table, that is a absolutely absurd total on Sunday Night Football. Are you with me? Yeah, I was going to say one of our first things we said when we switched over to football is like fewer totals this year. Definitely fewer totals early <laughs> in the week. <laughs> I just wanted to give a you month shit out about under. I know under a month under. Out. I wanted yeah. to give you shit. No, it is probably it's yeah. probably like forty nine and a half fifty. I made like, a. I'm starting to get a grip on my total numbers at this point. And yeah, it's it's Dallas. Who it, it's a couple of teams that have some heavy uncertainty at what they'll get out of the out of the wide receiver core. And it's one defense that should be just as good. And it's another defense that probably regresses, but still has some good pieces against a beat up offensive line. So yeah, I mean, you're right. It's high. I, kind I don't of, what disagree kind of, with that. What kind of, how does that get relined when it's Blaine Gabbard against uh, Dak Prescott there? 48. <laughs> no, come on. No. <laughs> 44 easy for sure 44 it's, it's they still have playoff lenny <laughs> that's okay okay all right we haven't um, even mentioned that poor bastard that plump mother yeah no i i 53 was i i had to i had to fire just because once we start once people start to digest really what's going on with both of these offenses as we see playoff game preseason games i i think that closes in the 49 range i really do um maybe I'm maybe I'm dreaming. No, do not but, disagree. Uh all right. You know, so tough, wait, tough, tough start to the I, season. I, I gotta a, I a gotta offer I gotta right. offer uh, one more clarifying point. Uh I didn't realize that is a stale stale number. Did you What'd see you at? bookmaker? I got 53 flat. It is down to 51, 50 and a half some places. I often wonder about this when you get in the pre when you're still in preseason mode like this, if they're not having because limits, I mean, limits are still. I think I said that on Gil's show in passing. They're like limits are lower, but they're still not like $200 limits. There's you can bet. No, I got a good, I got a good size bet on that. That's strange. And uh, yeah, it's down to 51 just to the under bookmaker, but 
I, again, I agree to that, but back to the, the task at hand, what do you think overall of the schedule? Hmm. Um, I think you said it well when we were talking about it earlier. It is a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> there are high highs and there are low lows. There are no middles. <laughs> this is shit. Did I did I tell you about that yeah. last weekend? No. So the water park I went to, they also yeah. have a an amusement park that's like, I don't know, a quarter mile, half a mile away. Uh-huh. But when you drive to the water park, you have to go around in this road that goes past the amusement park. So I told the kids I'm taking them to a surprise. And there's this giant amusement park. And they're like, oh, we're going on roller coasters. And we drive right the fuck back. Heart <laughs> 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 broken for like 30 seconds. And then they see this bomb-ass water park. But my like, God, uh... their little faces kill <laughs> Oh, no, the, dad, the roller coaster. No, we're going to the duck pond outside. Of yeah, the, no, the, actually, the we're gonna, yeah, we're going to go feed some ducks. But no, that, that killed me. And yes, That's roller coaster, good, good example. But, I uh, love it. Yeah. Um, of, all right. No. Tough tests and easy this. Games. Um. In, I guess the right word is imbalance. The schedule presents imbalance. Um. The first four weeks of the season are the most difficult four weeks uh, of any team, and the margin is large. They have no breathing room. Uh. And actually, I have. I'm. I'm working on a. Um. Uh. I'm working on a cool graphic that I'm going to send out to get people fired up. That's a little different. That kind of highlights uh, strength of schedule over the balance of the season. Usually, people are like using you know rank or whatever or you know win totals to get there. Like we have power numbers for all these teams that the market told us. Like here's the power numbers. You know that that way, like it you can see a little bit better how hard this start is because it is brutally tough. These are uh, four you know, bona fide expectation is playoff teams. Uh, and uh, Dallas, the two easier ones, you have to go on the road back to back. Week one and week two on the road back to back is hard anyway. And it just happens to be two teams that want your ass. Um, yeah, you got to go to Jarrow uh, World and play yeah. a, a decent team. And then you go play the team you can't beat. Yeah. Oh, and four start entirely on the table, in my opinion. Um, and then those are all teams whose, yeah, their ceiling is making it yeah. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then 0 and 4 start entirely on the table, 3 and 0 bounce entirely expected. Frankly, whatever expected, that record is, deserved yeah, and deserved, yeah. Uh, better, better 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 bounce. Yeah, better yeah. bounce there. Um I don't think you have to run and lay the points with them on the road against Pittsburgh and Carolina. You can just bet their team total unders cuz Pittsburgh's scoring 3 and Carolina might get shut out, but or vice versa. Um but yeah, they they got a, a weird start to their season that's flip flop, um, and yeah, you mentioned it. Baltimore and the Rams back to back at home are two, two tough matchups. Then they got to go uh, play Seattle uh, in Germany. They make that trip over to uh, um, to Munich, Alemania. And even though they take their bye after the trip to Germany, um, that's a long ass flight. And that has a shadow, and they have a travel disadvantage at Cleveland after their buy, and then a bunch of travel disadvantages down the stretch. Brutal spot for them at San Francisco. Brutal spot for them at Arizona. A uh, lot, a lot of, lot of moving these these old this, that old Tom Brady body around the country late in the season. He's going to be feeling great 
Uh, Not only that, but getting all your medicine through customs <laughs> and whatnot. That's a great point. What if he goes to Germany and has a procedure though that they don't do in the That's United fair. States? He could he could he could go full uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Like, oh, I'm just in Europe. I'm in Germany. Uh, you know what? I got to buy next week. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. fly back with the team. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take care of some business here. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if Brady comes back off the bye and he looks like a younger man, then we know. Um, I mean, at a minimum, he'll probably get his hair plugs redone, right? Uh, I so would I would. yeah, he may he may look younger. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, not you know the rest advantage against cleveland is good i guess uh rest advantage against the rams is good surely but they have your number which we talked about um a lot of prime time we're gonna see a ton of brady this year he's got uh two sunday night football games in the first four weeks including probably one of the more anticipated in the rematch with pat mahomes week four um just a banger of a week four sunday night football game uh tampa hosting the chiefs um Thursday night football against Baltimore. Oh, buddy. We got a good one there. Thursday night football is going to kick ass that night. Tampa and Baltimore is a matchup that I just don't have a real, I, I can't remember a single time those two teams have played each other. Um, but Brady versus Lamar Jackson should be fun as shit. Um, yeah. Monday night football against New Orleans, Sunday night football on Christmas day against the Arizona Cardinals. All right. That was a weird pick. Yeah. <laughs> don't I'm gonna watch basketball. Don't know if I don't know if I get that, but okay. Um, Tom Brady presumably fighting for his playoff life against the fading Cardinals <laughs> team at Cliff Kingsbury, who just got extended this year. Um, <clears throat> yeah, tough schedule, frankly. Uh, a lot of good quarterbacks on there, and uh, but seven wins, as far as I can tell you. Yeah, seven seven floor's, gimmies. Floor's pretty high outside of seven, a, seven a surprise gimmies. retirement, which we're not taking off the table. Twenty <laughs> percent that you said is higher than I would have thought you said. Usually, you're a little more conservative on those types of projections. I don't I think know. Like, fair, though. The 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 off season stuff really. It I don't want to weird, use the freak. Me. It didn't freak me out. Nothing freaks me out. I'm unfreakable, but. It, it didn't sit right. That's for sure. So I don't no. know. No, especially, you know what else? We didn't even bring this up. He's got $300 million. He's got more money to not play. Yeah. When he goes to Fox, he will make more money than he is making playing for the, for the, uh, for the Buccaneers. So what are we waiting for? I would for? do that. <laughs> I would do that too. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Not many people have torn the uh, torn an ACL from the uh, studio. I was worried about those uh, TBS guys when they do the run towards the screen, though. They're yeah, they're cheap. big. But there's some big bodies. Yeah, and they're they big dudes, big bodies, yeah, too. Yeah, so um, all right, let's um, take a look at the odds. Let's look at the odds before we close the book on this conference division. Uh, win the Super Bowl NFC are really getting a ton of respect still, which uh, some of it's probably deserved. To win the NFC South, that number's hilarious. Considering... P fucking you. P fucking you. You know what I would like? And really, uh, I was about to say I'd love a no on that, but really, you're just betting New Orleans. Like, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the chances of Carolina or Atlanta. Really, 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 really overperforming 
and Tampa underperforming. That's so low that essentially if, if you want to fade Tampa, you're essentially just betting the Saints to win the division. To make the playoffs, no. <laughs> it's, still, it's still tough. Like Even if they yeah. super underperform, they win like nine games. And, and it's at the NFC where that could end up being – you know, that could end up being a a team that ends up in the wild card. So yeah, you know what would be you know what would be incredible? It's, it's a good team more often than not. It would be interesting. What kind of line do you give me if um the Eagles win the NFC East, get the two seed, and Tampa sneaks in as the seven and goes to Philly for the wild card game? What is that line? All right, so it's in Philly. In Philly, the two seven matchup. And at that point, Philly has won like 13 games. They're the two seed. They're looking good. They've won like 12, 12 13 games. At Philly minus one. How about that? I think you're right. I could see Tampa even being favored, frankly. Yeah, it'd be really close. Like, <laughs> it'd be really close. Pick them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my gut just, says the, the market perception—it's <laughs> going to be tough. The market, not to yeah, the market perception of Philly would be so much different at that point, you know. Oh, I know, but they will have played no tough quarterbacks all season to that point. Uh, yeah, that Philly defense is going to be so ripe to get exposed, and God knows what Hurts looks like in a second <laughs> going up against a, that same defense. But yeah. Todd Bowles' that's defense the, that's is the, other the part ideal of it defense like, for a young QB hurts, like Hurts. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I said the market is respecting Philly at that point. Really, really what it comes down to is like, does Hurts look like a guy who rode a good team to the playoffs despite not playing all that well for a young quarterback? Or does he look like the way that we described Joe Burrow last year as and all the all the superlatives we used around Joe Burrow, and it wasn't just his play and what he was doing it was he looked like he belonged he looked like he had this yes. poise this leadership abilities like unflappable looked, yeah unflappable just he, the poise that he showed looked like he'd been in the league for 10 years if i don't think there's any way jalen hurts gets to that i don't think I, i'm not sure the next time we'll see a young quarterback get to that so fast oh, but yeah. if jalen hurts can get a portion of that and he looks like he's not um on a 13 win team despite him but because of him then you know philly's probably getting a decent amount of respect and is a tiny favorite otherwise yeah that there's a chance if the market is cold on jalen hurts even though they won the division tampa might be a, a road favorite there hmm. so betting plan of attack for this team as we close it up for the night god i'm gonna bet every single one of their games <laughs> <laughs> don't you think that this is like one of the more true reads you have on a team yeah you'll and you'll, you'll figure and you'll figure out things out about this team quickly yeah you will yeah and there'll be there'll be reasons to expect the market to over and under react every fucking week it's going to be something there's going to be an angle every week to bet these guys i hope pretty stays stays with stays with us I hope he plays this season. You made it sound like you hope I'm, he doesn't die. Well, I hope Brady. that also. I love Tom Brady. Grandpa Brady stays with us for yeah. another, another winter. I hope, yeah. I hope, I hope Grandpa Brady makes it. Don't, you know, no COVID, knock on wood. Um, you know, it's uh no, it's, it's a, uh, 
the only nice thing about the NFL, no Canadian team. So we don't have to deal with figuring that out. <laughs> Although I wonder about everyone, that when we travel, Andy, when we... everyone on the Bucks last year was vaccinated. I'm winking if you can't see it live. You can't hear the <laughs> wink of the podcast. Yeah. Is winking though. I can yeah. confirm. Antonio Brown was the only one with a fake vaccination card. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's call her a day. That might have been our best and most controversial podcast of the entire cycle. Yeah, you called Tom Brady a bad person. <laughs> I thought you did. No, you said I don't. I I, I don't remember it that way. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. Hate I'll never games, have Tom just... Brady's skin because I am in the sun too much, and I don't. Uh, I don't. I eat too many tomatoes and drink too much alcohol. I think. Those are the two. I wear a lot of sunscreen. You. you can tell I'm very pale. Yeah, even at the water park, where you torture even your at, kids. Oh, I, yeah. I just <laughs> coated myself. So, all right, hey, if you are, I get a lot of DMs. I shouldn't have done this at the very end of the show. I, I, I never ask for anything, but if you're gonna bug me for a fucking Discord link, I'm gonna make you. <laughs> Like, take a screenshot that you did something nice. Like, go leave a five-star Apple review for the podcast. Or oh, that would have been a great way to leverage that. I know. I should have leveraged it sooner. But, like, if you're going to bug me for a Discord link in my DMs, take time <laughs> out of my day where I have to go pull a link and send it to you, those 30 seconds, go leave me a five-star review or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Send me a, Send me a screenshot of that, and I will happily go get you the Discord link. There's a lot. Of smart discussions going in on there every i don't participate as much but i read almost everything in there there's a bunch of sharp cookies in there it's a, it's yeah. a really good group of guys so yeah and uh of course sign up for the circuit contest we're going out to the desert this week to do our signups we're going to have a great yeah. interview on friday with uh, a circa uh employee to be named i've got it all worked out but i'm gonna leave it on be but you guys be be named surprised. Later. um and uh yeah i think uh I think that, uh, yeah, and of course, if you're in the desert, hit us up. We're going to be gallivanting around town, or at least uh, <laughs> up and down Fremont. <laughs> so there, there will be some gallivanting. There'll be some gallivanting. I'm bringing my gallivanting shoes, Andy. <laughs> I'm just bringing flip flops. So. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good night. What shoes do you gallivant to? Are they like boat shoes? You joking, I can't right? do the no socks. You don't have gallivanting shoes? I have boat shoes. I feel like that's what you're talking. Yeah, that's how you go, man. Obviously, I have rock ports. I really like them, but I, I do loafers with no socks. Is that's gallivanting territory? I know, but I, I wear I wear I wear, I wear those socks that you can't see. I have to. Yeah, I got a nice pair of slip-on Vans.